Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. B. Yes. Could you point out the Czech Republic on a map? No. That's sad because we're from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, the, the American Czech capital of the world, <laughs> I believe. Uh, do we got to get to Prague? Uh, you know, no. A little too similar to Croatia. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like I've just we just talked about it at this place. Oh, cool old castles and brick brick paved roads. Switch it like up. we get it. You guys have old culture. Like go to Vancouver or <laughs> Juneau, Alaska. Something crazy. Let's go welcome somewhere to fun. Ro- yeah, let's go somewhere fun. Um, welcome to the Rosecast Bachelor Recaps with Rim and AB is the official long form title if you're searching in a podcast app on say maybe apple Podcasts or perhaps google play um not stitcher though stitcher's garbage hmm. how the mighty have fallen my opinion on the t- i got takes if you want to go go deep <laughs> on stitcher one day remedy b recapping emily maynard season of the bachelorette season eight we're more than halfway through getting to know ari the next bachelor and we got to know we got to know some things about him this episode, AB. I tell you what, the the sheen is off the guy. I gotta tell I gotta say. AB, we start in Prague. One thing I want to mention, one of our biggest complaints about recent seasons has been that they start episodes with rose ceremonies. Yeah. This season is the old school traditional structure, and I appreciate the shit out of that. Rose uh, ceremonies at the end of the episode. You couldn't have said it better. Love, love the traditional format of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, and I'm tired of these new seasons getting away from it. It's it's a shame. I'd say probably half the episodes of Rachel's season started with a rose ceremony. Yeah. Why? Why are you popping there? Why letting the air out of the, out of the? You know what I'm saying with the balloon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Emily's got. So Emily said last week I didn't send anyone home. Uh, the, referring to the rose ceremony in which everyone got roses, she definitely still sent people home. She you sent s- two people home. He sent a lot of people home. The most embarrassing way to send someone home, by the way. <laughs> rose, cer- you don't get a rose on a rose ceremony. You just kind of slink off to the side. Everything's fine. Getting sent home because you suck so bad on a date is embarrassing, Emily. Especially a one-on-one date. Yeah. Wow. Sad. All right. Chris Harrison makes the announcement. We got three one-on-one dates. 
none of which have roses, and one group mm. date with a rose. Never seen this uh, setup before. I like it, though. Like he said, it, it takes the pressure off the date, even though she can still send your dumb bitch ass home, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it takes the pressure off the date. The first when in reality, part. now that I've just said that, it shouldn't take the pressure off the date. Basically, you only can do bad. Like the yeah. only good, the only thing that could happen, you're never safe with there's these no one-on-one upside. dates. There's yeah, no there's, there's no rose, so this is worse than the ones with the rose for the actual contestant. Because <laughs> actually, the pressure is worse. <laughs> I wrote this down, and later I mentioned that the th- Chris was all mad about the, not Chris Harrison, but contestant Chris was all mad about getting the group date. At least on the group date, you have a chance to get the lock up the rose. Yeah. So you, that's, uh, you know, a day early. So, you know, you're going to meet the family. That's better than the one on one date. I hadn't thought about this until we started talking about going on those one on ones is terrible. terrible. You, you can't get a rose and you can get sent home. All right. A.B. First one on one date with Ari. They're just having a little. They're having a nice little time in Prague. You know, typical Ari stuff. They're getting along. She's kissing him. They're having a good time. But the the secret comes out, and we alluded to it last episode. Emily knows something about Ari that he's not telling her. We're speaking, of course, about the secret, scandalous, Us Weekly front page, front cover, New York Times back page, page two, relationship with the producer that Ari had and had not told Emily about. Do you get the feeling that they weren't going to address this on the show until it became public knowledge based on how Chris Harrison started the show like a, a PSA? Yeah. No, I get that feeling for sure. Um, and I think that is I think it's probably because like there were magazines. They were like out and about and there might have been like, you know, she might have seen some magazines in the airport. That was yeah. like Ari's with the producer <laughs> currently. Um <laughs> Yeah, like you said, Chris Harrison did kind of have a PSA. He expl- he basically detailed the past relationship with the producer. Said some time ago, several years ago, in fact, Ari had a very brief. It was weird. Like, yeah, you, I thought they were going to play it up, but instead he was trying to play it down. He was like, mm-hmm. it was very brief with one of our producers, and then they went full name on her ass and face. <laughs> yeah, I didn't write that's her full name up. down that's kind of fucked up it's Cassie Lambert yeah I didn't write her last name down just out of respect for the woman <laughs> I'll, I'll say it Cassie Lambert <laughs> Cassie Lambert uh, Cassie told Emily on her own and then you know they went they did this little bit where they showed Cassie and Emily talking and Cassie and Emily I would have thought they were old pals from childhood the way these two got along mm-hmm. so Emily's mad at Ari that Ari hasn't said anything but I'd be mad at Cassie also because you two been chit chatting the whole the whole time and it hadn't come up. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling Cassie's like the main producer that's around Emily based on how they were talking. I mean, I feel like these shows have a lot of producers, but if there's she's one, the one in control of Emily, I feel like there's one that is a, has a real close relationship to the Bachelor Bachelorette. Like, make sure they're getting places, have whatever they want, yeah. and that's her, Cassie. Come uh, on. But she said in 10 years, now Ari's 31 at the time, so in 10 years, she said, I've seen him twice. So this mm. relationship had to have occurred like in college, if Ari even went to college. College age, for sure. Yeah, when he's 21 or something. I think the producer, now when she, when Ari got the date card, I was like, well, why did she give Ari the date card if she knew the secret about him? I think the producer told Emily after she already picked Ari for the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. 
And then apparently Emily had discussed Cassie with Ari before, which is kind of weird. Why are you discussing the Purdue? Some this doesn't pass the smell test if you can't tell by my tone. Um, but Ari didn't say anything about knowing her, which makes Emily suspicious. She feels like an idiot. AB, I want to know your stance on this. Should Ari have felt obligated to told to tell Emily about Cassie? I think he should have. Yeah. Especially, it seems like this Cassie girl was probably around both of them at multiple times, and he could have he could have he he could have downplayed it by bringing it up earlier. Instead, by not bringing it up, it makes it seem like it's a bigger deal. Like it clearly wasn't that. If it was ten years ago, it shouldn't be that big a deal. But by you not bringing it up and ignoring it, that makes it ten times worse. I don't know. I think I'm probably on Emily's side where she said he didn't have to like you don't have to come with like a resume of everyone you've ever dated. But if there if Emily's if talking about you. this girl, the Cassie, yeah. this woman, and he's like he doesn't say anything when he obviously knows who it is, like that's kinda that's just weird. Like why wouldn't you just say something? Anyway. Yeah. Back on the date. This I don't I don't think this makes Ari a scumbag. I just want to make that clear. I just think he was just dumb in forgetting to like it was a a, a lack of foresight. This, yeah, obviously this I is going to play out this way. Back in the day, Emily gives Ari some rope with which to hang himself. <laughs> she lets Ari go on this long speech about trust. He says something about being open with everything, not having any secrets. And then they make it sound like he's going to reveal the big secret, but really he just has the tattoo of the name of the girl he used to date. <laughs> the, best, the best part about this was it, Emily had it in her mind what she was waiting for Ari to say, and Ari kept saying stuff about loyalty and stuff, and then she'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Loyal, mm-hmm. But he had no clue because he had no idea what was going on, but she kept saying little comments on the side. <laughs> <laughs> My thing was, Emily, just ask him. Just ask yeah. him about it. Why yeah. do we? What, what game are we playing here? You're Just playing, ask him about it. She's playing games. She's playing, playing games. games. She she has a right to be a little upset about it, but she should have handled it better in terms of how she talked to Ari. I guess that wouldn't have been as dramatic though. Which and the producer was probably Cassie. The producer was probably like, "Don't come out and ask him about it. Like, lead him into a trap. Yeah. Like, this whole this whole trap shit is, is messed up." Yeah. Hey, what about how Chris comes out after the fact and is like, "We didn't catch. They talked about it, but we didn't get it on camera." Like, what the fuck are you? What do you mean you didn't get it on camera, Chris? <laughs> Who's <laughs> give me the name of who got fired then? <laughs> Should have fired Cassie. How is the producer <laughs> going to have the juiciest moment of the season off camera? What the hell's going on here? It, I, I was very... Unacceptable. Again, doesn't pass the smell test. No. Because why, why would the shit not be on camera? Something's off here. Yeah, I don't buy it. Uh, but anyway, basically everything's fine. <laughs> is, yeah. what, is what is what we gleaned from this scenario. Ari told Emily that he felt the relationship was so brief and took place so long ago that it didn't matter. And Emily agreed. Bing, bang, boom. Nothing to see here. Are these people having conversations not on camera? Because that's not what I signed up for. No, I signed up for everything. This kind of, this kind of, this guy has me thinking. There's some, there's some moments I'm not catching with all the seasons. You're poking holes in your own, yeah, uh, gravitas. I'll say, like, oh, okay, things are going down that we don't see, and you're okay with. <laughs> we goes, full ever- disclosure, we're messing with around <laughs> back behind the scenes. <laughs> We, all of us, Bachelor and Bachelorette Nation, are here for 
reality TV and we want to feel like everything is being caught on camera. The only thing being left off the show is stuff that it, it isn't entertaining. Period. That's Period. it. Like That's what we're here for. Reality TV lost its roots somewhere along the way, AB. <laughs> In the old days when reality shows first came out, that what you just described is what we got. Keep no, the goddamn those, cameras those rolling. Are, yeah, keep... <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> Uh, all right, back at the house. Let me pull that up here. Chris's fury is quickly growing. The date card goes to John, which I was mildly surprised by. And Chris is really losing his cool. He's It's killing him inside. I would say he's livid. Uh, I said incensed later mm-hmm. on. There's a, I used, I definitely hit up thesaurus.com to figure out how to describe <laughs> the way Chris is feeling. Um, back on the date, though, Emily's talking about what outfit she's going to wear when she meets Ari's family. Everything okay. is fine, AB. This is, yeah. It's like the thing didn't even happen. I mean, it was pretty clear that Sean, Ari, and Jeff were getting three of the roses. It came down to two people. She didn't mess around with making it seem like any of those three were going home either. I appreciate that about her. She really does say in her confessional interviews, like, well, this guy, this guy's probably going home. This guy's, these two are on, (laughs) it's between these two. Like, she didn't leave us guessing. Yeah. Um, Ari tells Emily that he loves her. Wow. The first I love you of the season. Pretty clear that Emily's head over heels for this guy. Followed by fireworks, of course. Most romantic shit I've ever seen in quite some time. AB, were you surprised by the love? I mean, Ari's following no. the traditional trajectory of the winner. But also, Ari had to get out of the doghouse. And it worked like a charm. Yeah. I mean, he. I think he was out of the dog. He would have been out of the doghouse regardless. But yeah. this was like, this he hit it. the ejector seat from the doghouse and <laughs> yeah. ended up miles away from the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to this John one-on-one date. Do you want to talk about this date? I mean, John's... This is boring. This was boring to me. No, I've, never had, boring. I've never had less notes on a date. <laughs> I, <see. laughs> um, I, I My biggest note on this date was like, John's a pretty good-looking guy. John's yeah. a good dude. I like John's John. A, I like John. Wolf seems, like, yes, Wolf seems like a good guy. Guy I'd hang out with. You know, they, I guess the one thing from the daytime portion of the state is they did this little love lock, mm-hmm. love lockdown, dung, 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 and then they couldn't, <laughs> but it couldn't, they couldn't get the padlock to go. Oh, what do you know? Like, it doesn't bode well. It's a bad sign. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? Back at the house again. Chris, still steaming mad. I'm on the verge of a mental breakdown <laughs> here, Rim. <laughs> mental breakdown. <laughs> Existential breakdown. What's this even about, man? Like, what's going on? He said, I'm tired of doing this. Like, the boys are just hanging out, like, analyzing yeah. shit. Jeff and Ari, like, they're known to do, like, spot-on analysis of the other contestants. <laughs> and they're like, uh, Jeff turns to Chris, and he's like, Jeff, what's going on, man? You seem off today. He's like, I'm tired of doing this. Tired of talking about it. And then he turns to drinking, which is a bad, which doesn't yeah. bode well to, for the future of Chris. <laughs> That's all I got on that. Basically, every back at the house is like, Chris is getting angrier. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> um... Back to the date, the nighttime portion with John. They're eating dinner in a dungeon. I mean, 
he's lucky there's no rose on this date because he wouldn't be yeah. getting it. <laughs> no, no, no. He says he got cheated on. That was the one thing I wrote down, I guess. Now, to me, that story should have come before. Like, that's a less touching, more mm-hmm. common story. Like, the pyramid of stories he should have told, that should be at the base. And mm-hmm. then, like, the tippy top of the pyramid is the one about his grandparents from last week. Um, he says he's falling for Emily, but... A little too late. Yeah. When you're when you're falling for her, you're going to hit Ari, Jeff, and Sean on the way down, because those boys are already at the bottom. The interesting thing about this date is Wolf, for some reason, thought it was a really good day. I don't. He kept yeah. saying that throughout the episode. I'm like, okay, this is just a normal ass date. Nothing stood out. You didn't do anything cool, and you're probably going home. I don't know why you think this was such a good date. You're on the hot seat. Was that their first kiss? I don't remember. Have, no, they've, they've had other kisses. Okay. Yeah. What's What's bizarre about this? show and my well it's more the way my brain works i'll watch this show and i'll remember everything about it until we record and then once we're done recording all of it is gone from my mind every week (laughs) we get something wrong and someone hits us up on the text line or the or the twitter rose cast ds and they're like oh it actually wasn't olivia Mm -hmm. in ben's room it was lacy or whatever i'm like you know all this stuff this information is gone when i'm done talking about it not for me John's okay. <laughs> speak, for, speak for yourself. I got it all up here. Sometimes I just don't catch your blunders. <laughs> I'm thinking about other stuff. Yeah, a lot of always one step ahead. Yeah, John said that when he comes back to the house, which I'm like I said, keep wanting more. He says the date was a ten. Come on, <laughs> a ten? Get out of here. She's met Dolly Parton this season. There was yeah. what was the dude's name? Uh, what was that big I time forgot. singer? I forgot, I forgot his name. Jason, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. God dang, who was that guy? Luke, who was the, Luke, Luke Bryan. Bryan. Luke was Bryan. It? Luke yep. Bryan. Yeah, it's Luke Bryan. Hey, Luke Bryan and Dolly Parton on dates. Do you think you had a ten of ten because you went and lo- did a lock gimmick and then had a Which dinner? Didn't work. Yeah. Hmm. John's John, nice guy, dumb guy. Uh, the date card for the group of three date: Sean, Doug, and Chris. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Sean decides to chase down Emily somewhere in Prague, even though he has no idea where she is. I thought this was dumb as hell. This he was, was yelling, fake as shit, Rim. It was the fakest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you ever seen something <laughs> faker? He catches up to Emily eventually, just randomly, in an alley. You think Emily's walking home from their their place? So Emily's walking from the hotel by herself? They're staying in, in the like same these- hotel, number one. They're, in the sa- they're staying in the same hotel. She's not outside <laughs> anymore. <laughs> They they played it up like she walks home from from these dates by herself with no camera, nobody around in a date. Yeah. It's like midnight on a in an alley is where he found her by herself. The alley. You was, want us to believe that it was lit? She was like lit from behind, so it was just her silhouette when he stumbled upon <laughs> her. She's the only one in there. There wasn't any like ho- homeless people in Prague like asking for me. It was just this beautiful scene. Emily, <laughs> Sean. It was bad. That was bad. That was dumb. It's a, again insult to our intelligence when they do stuff. I, like I hated that. this for two reasons. One, it it, it was it's fake as shit. Two, can everyone just get their own one on ones whenever they please? Because after he yeah. caught up to her, they just did it like a they went to a bar and hung out for another <laughs> yeah. couple hours. Like, what's go- can we follow the rules here? This isn't fair. This is not fair. What's going on? It's agreed. I, I don't mind that these occasionally happen where the guy or girl escapes and goes to meet the person, but the, 
there needs to be a line that yeah. you can't cross, which is you can't go to a bar. Emily needs to be like, you need to get back. You're breaking the rules. And that yeah. should be like, you know, Secret, the scandalous yeah. part of it. Yeah. They just went on a normal, they went on a better one-on-one date than John just got back from. Dumb. Uh, Sean, while this was happening, you know, we've, we're pro Sean guys. He's cool. Great Love body. Sean. Great smile. Kind of a funny, uh, the only Good bachelor person I follow on Twitter for my personal account. I'm a Sean guy. Yep. That said, you opened my eyes to something either last week or the week before. The guy really is dumb. Like he's dumb as it gets. There's <laughs> nothing. There's just not much there. He just he catches up to her, and he's got nothing to say. He's just like <laughs> he's, he's he just didn't like have, he didn't you. have anything. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a predetermined line that you're ready to spit out when he's you like, catch up to her. He's like, "How's it going? Well, good. I mean." <laughs> <laughs> is that all you're coming with? <laughs> Just wanted to see you. All right, whatever. Sean, two thumbs down on that segment. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Group date, daytime. Chris's attitude is going to prevent him from getting this rose. That's what I wrote down. I called that. It was pretty Mm -hmm. clear. I said it's Sean's. Now reading back my notes, young savant. I said it's Sean's rose, obviously, and Doug might as well not be there is what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about this uh, one-on-one time Doug had. Makes Bad. me makes yeah. my <laughs> makes me clench up skin crawl. Never, <laughs> it's a skin crawling <laughs> ten minutes with Doug. Oh man, can't even handle cannot yeah. even handle what happened during this one on one. Can't handle it. it was really bad. It was, it was so really bad. bad. I feel, <laughs> feel so bad. For I mean, I, there was some there was some sympathy i started to feel at oh. the end but after it was over but ab i could not watch <laughs> parts of this i'm I not covering my eyes to watch yeah. what was happening it was so cringeworthy i was watching it on this screen and then when this things started to get weird i kept the head i was listening to the audio but i had to like do something else on the yeah computer. you gotta I look away watch. let's go down the things he did in order Yes. Um, Doug, number one, Doug, scared to f- be physical, not just to be physically affectionate with Emily, but to make any contact with her at all. He apologized for touching her leg with his nope. leg. Not uh, even yeah, his they, hand. Their knees their touched. Knees bumped, <laughs> their knees bumped. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Doug on, the fucking Doug. prude. <laughs> Is this 31-year-old man serious right now? I thought he was older than that. I thought he was a Maybe lot older he is. than that. Maybe he is. Uh, Emily basically, another thing that 
was bad is em- it was glossed over in the moment. Emily basically asks him how things would be if he won. And he was like, well, you know, we'd just be starting out, which is not how you win. You don't that's, say. <laughs> no. That's no. how you dig your own grave. She she wants kids pretty soon after the f- finale is taped, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be just starting out. She wants to be pregnant at the final rose ceremony. I'll put it that way. <laughs> and exactly. whoever's whoever's the daddy gets the final rose. That's what I'm predicting. Uh, in order to have kids, they'd be the fir- kind of the first first step, is, uh, first base, if you will. I don't know the bases uh, would be kissing, right? I mean, I feel like he needs to get to that point first. I was con- I was writing a note about how concerned I was and how Doug needs to go home because he hasn't even kissed her yet. And then she was Ted. Just dropped my pen. I'm so flustered. She was telling <laughs> Doug why he's gonna have to get out of here when he kissed her while she was talking. Ab, little unreal. Pet. Have you ever seen someone read a situation worse than Doug read that situation? <laughs> <laughs> she no. is clearly sending your dumb ass home. Yeah. And you kiss her for the first time, first kiss, and she responded uh, with a thank you for that. Yeah, well, she because she's nice. Yeah, she's just being nice. Um, I had to. That's when I had to pause it for real. <laughs> <That's> bad. <laughs> Get up, walk around, and then uh, when I unpaused, I couldn't watch it. Um, she sends him home. What was weird is he couldn't even muster up a thoughtful goodbye. No. It, like he he reverted back to being weird dorky dad. He's like, take care, see ya. It wasn't like, I hope you know you, you find what you love, you, what you're looking for type of stuff. It's nothing. Well, this scarred Doug for life. Doug is obviously <laughs> yeah. a very, you know, um, shy guy. He's a he's an introvert. And this happened to him when he finally stepped forward to assert himself in the situation. And that was ha- what happened. He went with that kiss. He's never recovered from that. No. No, he's never going to kiss anyone he's else. He's even farther ever again. in his shell <laughs> to this day, I assume. Yeah. Uh, he said, I think my girl radar is just totally broken. Yeah, well, you think? Well, considering you're 37 and you call it a girl radar, I'd say something's <laughs> broken for sure. <laughs> it was too much. And then when he was crying in the car, it was too much. It's one thing when like these younger dudes cry. Yeah. That's a grown man with like a 14-year-old daughter bawling in the car, not because he's going to miss Emily or he missed his chance, but because of the amount of embarrassment he just suffered was too so much to So embarrassing. Anyway, let's let's move on. Let's move Ugh. on. The nighttime gonna, portion. I'm about to puke. Just yeah, it's not good. <laughs> My stomach's in knots thinking about poor Doug. <laughs> My hands are sweaty for sure. Group date, nighttime portion. Uh, basically turned into a two-on-one date. Mm-hmm. Not not with the the negative stakes involved of not getting a rose, but it's it's just two dudes and one of them gets the rose. Yep. I kind of zoned out during this part. I know her and Sean made out. Tough to see the same thing happen with Chris, I suppose, but wasn't wasn't really into this. What 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 did you make of how Chris approached Emily moments after she was romantically kissing Sean in this castle? Chris comes at her all wrong. He's he asks her why he didn't get a rose. Well, I don't know. There's five people here. Everyone can't get a rose. There's six, seven people here. You can't. Everyone can't get a one on one. No, he yeah, he didn't get a one on one because he yeah, had sorry. He he asked why he didn't get a one on one. He th- he said he thought he'd get one. 
with the, this week, but um, he handled it bad. Thought he handled it bad. He's a he's a deadly combo of immature while simultaneously thinking he's very mature. It's yeah. one thing to just be an immature guy, but to, to be immature and be like, "I'm the I'm the manliest man here." It's like, all right, like this is gonna work out for you. <laughs> Relax. He, he's just overreact. It was typical of Chris. He's overreacting, starting something where there was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, says, "Well, I'm not I'm not gonna dwell on it." When literally his entire mo- the past month of his life is revolved he's around being angry. Yeah, <laughs> all he does is dwell. Uh, Emily gives Sean the rose, and Chris. Incensed, Whoa, he's mad. He's, I mean, he's about to Hulk out. I mean, he yeah. looked like when he was like crying in the confessional interviews, his eyes were all red. He looked like, like right when Kylo Ren like gets the saber out <laughs> and he's ready, he's got his face turned down and he's ready to kill somebody. That's what he looked like. He says it's insulting hearing her say she wants to see Sean's family and not his. I mean, he got a rude awakening that he's not one of the front runners this episode. I think that's what he's starting to realize, and it hit him like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, to me, I think he should have just gone home at this point and left yeah. on his own terms because maybe he'll sneak into the top four, but he's not going to win. I mean, if, if you're if you're basically on a two-on-one date this late into the season with five guys left, and one's ahead of you. You're definitely not the top two guys. There's another guy who's already got a rose, and if you don't get the rose on the two-on-one, you might as well just see your way out. It's not going <laughs> to yeah, happen. I agree. Let's talk a little bit about this Jeff date. Jeff got the date card we forgot to mention. Wasn't super into this date. Too much puppetry for my liking. I didn't mind it. I, I wrote down, we need to get into puppetry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I'm going to pass on the marionettes, AB. Um, <laughs> he did. He did pull a smooth ass move though. When they each got a marionette that kind of represented them, and then mm-hmm. he like he walked out with her, and then he went and went back to pick up one. And he was like, "We can't. We got to have one for Ricky. Couldn't leave Ricky hanging." Which is funny because marionettes hang. It was it was a smooth. It was very it was smooth. A smooth gesture. What I found bizarre, and I don't know if you noticed this, Jeff. They're doing a little marionette play, which is too long. It was like 10 minutes of marionette play. Jeff uses that moment to tell Emily he loves her, right? Mm -hmm. Jeff's marionette loves Emily's marionette is what happened. This is what Jeff's good at, though, Rem. He's he's just sticking with the mysterious angle. Like, she doesn't actually know if he told her he loves her or if it was just part of the, the play that they were putting on. It's just mysterious Jeff keeping her wanting more. Okay, I I like that angle of thought, because when they kissed in real life, not their marionettes, he said, I really like you, and mm-hmm. then didn't say I love you to her, f- no, person to person, not even close, the time. yeah, weird. That moment, that moment where they're laying on the the blanket in the beautiful library, the most beautiful library I've ever <sighs> seen, that's a moment in Bachelor history that I'll never forget. Because that's when I thought about redoing this season, rewatching it, that was one of the moments that I remembered. I didn't remember all that much, but this library moment where they're laying on the ground, that sticks with me. It was iconic, and it seemed so natural. These two mm-hmm. could just chit-chat. They were, and even Jeff said this. He's like, no matter where we're at, we can just have a good time with one another. I mm-hmm. think they're – I think – well, it's a little tough to go back because knowing what we know now, knowing what we know was going on behind the scenes with these two, 
I can see, this seemed like a real moment that they were actually falling in love. I think Emily was certainly in yeah. love with Jeff at this point. And yet he's number two on the list of contenders. That's how far Ari was taking it to the limit. Cocktail party. Or is it, A.B.? We've got five guys left. Chris and John on the chopping block. Everybody knows it. I thought when Emily pulled uh, pulled Chris Harrison aside and wanted to talk to him, I thought she was going to say, let's send both of them home. Yeah. Only give me two roses and only have three hometowns. But instead, she decides against having the cocktail party, which is kind of a common practice these days to just cancel the cocktail party late yeah. in the game. Yep. When you got your, when you got your opinions or you got your uh, decision already made, what's the point? Well, you don't need a cocktail party. No one is going to change your mind about visiting their families at this cocktail party. Yeah. You're not on. It's not. Again, we're getting down to the final four. It's like the college football playoff again. It's not like. Like apparently, like Ohio State won the Big Ten championship, and it still didn't make a difference. Like they already yeah. had Alabama in their mind is what was going on. At me for college football takes. Um, Chris kind of hyperventilates when he finds out that there's no cocktail party. No, no, he can't say what he wants to say to Emily and basically apologize for being a weirdo. You got anything on his uh, breakdown? His third breakdown of the episode. He's he's super jittery. He's obviously sweaty. He's he's in a bad spot right now. When they're up there waiting to get the roses, I mean, he's he's like shaking. Yeah, he's bouncing up and down. Convulsions. And he's right next to Jeff, who's also on the chopping block. Jeff is calm as cool as a cucumber. (laughs) Absolutely. Probably too confident, but still not freaking out either way. Never seen someone freak out quite like this at, at the rose ceremony. The roses go to Jeff, and they go to Ari. Sean already has one from his group date. And that's when Chris Chris asks Emily, interrupts her, asks her to talk to her right before she gives out the last rose. Tensions are high, A.B. Mm-hmm. What did you make of what he said to Emily, his pseudo-apology? I thought it was bullshit, Rim. My man John got, can he get his time too? Can we, this goes back to, can we play by the rules? Equal you can't time. just pull her aside. Equal time for everybody, please. Let's, let's keep it fair. John got... I mean, how could she send Chris home after that talk if she didn't get the same talk with John? Well, she, I I don't think she could have sent him home just for everyone's safety or in Chris's own <laughs> safety. Like, Chris seems like he was going to ready to jump in front of a car if he didn't get a rose. <laughs> Hop into traffic. Um, but what did you make of the actual content of what he said? I mean, he said he was acting like a boy. He apologized. And then he said, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't falling in love with you. Come on. In the mid- quite literally in the middle of a rose ceremony, he, he could be breaks. I'm falling in love with you. This is bullshit. It, it made me hate Chris. Yeah. I don't like Chris anymore. Never really did, but no, it's solidified it here. Final rose. Chris gets it. Not a big <laughs> fan. John. Handled it with some class, I suppose. He didn't wish her the best. He was like, I'm pissed. And then he walked out. <laughs> I can't believe He didn't him. get time. He it didn't get bullshit. any time. It was bullshit. Well, he shouldn't have rested on his laurels. Maybe he should have done what Sean and Chris did and do something wacky to get her attention because he had his date and he was like, boom, killed that date. I'm going to hometowns. Like, he didn't <laughs> do anything else. Coast to hometowns, baby. 
in my I can't believe Chris is getting a hometown. She should have just given him to those three guys. I mean, Chris doesn't yeah. deserve one. I think she's gonna break up with him before he's gonna get. They're gonna get to his hometown, and he's gonna be like, ah, she's gonna say, I don't really want to meet your family. <laughs> I don't want to take this step. Have you ever seen a more obvious who's going home after this hometown? No, no. <laughs> Ever in your life? No. No. Even if I didn't know how this show ended, it's so blatant. I mean, we know that Sean was, we know Ari doesn't win, and we know that Sean was the next Bachelor. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously Chris is going home next episode, the least exciting episode of the season, probably. Mm-hmm. Anyway, AB, you got anything else on this? Any other tidbits you want to share with the with the clan, Rosecast Nation? I don't think so. You mind talking to the mic when you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right, uh, we do have one mailbag comment that I want to Ooh, share with you. Good. This is from Laura in Los Angeles, but she was born and raised in Iowa City. So go Hawks. Go Hawks. Quick reminder: the text line seven seven three two three four seven seven nine four. Uh, we'll probably open it back up for voicemails when Ari's season comes around. Mm-hmm. Laura in Los Angeles says, no mention about Cool Guy Jeff last episode, which is kind of crazy. We literally didn't even mention his name. He wasn't on screen mm-hmm. a lot. But what she did notice is that Jeff kind of was way ahead of the game style-wise, and that he has the haircut that all the dudes in the last two seasons have had, essentially. The one that we roast with the with the hard part and the shaved sides and the long on top. Um, the alt right one now? Yeah, it's an all. It's the it's the, the, the official haircut, haircut of the alt right. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's out of out of style at this point. <laughs> but um, thanks for sharing your thoughts, Laura. You're right. I, I pay more attention to what Jeff wears now because he really all the guys wear these whack ass clothes. Except Jeff's Jeff's style game isn't my personal style, but he's yeah. definitely I think ahead of the curve. He's ahead. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all we got for you today. That was episode seven, I believe. We're going to recap eight, nine, and ten. I don't think we're going to talk about the uh, men tell all or anything like that. So three or four more episodes, three or four more recaps left. We're going to go on a break for Christmas time or whatever year-end holiday you celebrate. And then we'll be back January 3rd to recap Ari's season. If you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes. Google Play, wherever you get podcasts, Overcast, people like Overcast, wherever you get it. AB, any parting words? We appreciate you listening. No, thanks for taking the journey with us. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 